At every ARBA convention, we're greeted by a banner that reads, For five days, you don't have to explain to anyone why you raise rabbits. Our hobby sometimes raises eyebrows. You show what? But once you step inside, you'll discover a world full of passionate, interesting people all working toward the ultimate goal, best in show. What can I do for you? Well, I'm looking for a white rabbit. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. If I were looking for a white rabbit, I'd ask the Mad Hatter. Okay, rabbit, you force me to use force. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice, tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Best in Show, episode 39. Best in Show is the only podcast dedicated to the show, Rabbit, and KB Industry. My name is Alan Messick. I'm a rabbit judge from California, and I'm joined each and every episode with the beautiful and brilliant Bryony Smith from Kansas. Bryony, what's going on in your part of the world? As always, you are too kind. Um, <laughs> well, it's spring in Kansas, which can mean that it's, you know, 50 degrees and raining or 90 degrees and steamy. And within the past three days, I've dealt with both of those and, you know, have letters running around that I'm trying to keep um, going despite that stress. But, you know, it's spring. We do this every year. And you must have a lot of babies right now because you, like I, you're probably getting your juniors in the boxes for a convention, right? Yep. The seniors are just starting to wean and the juniors are on their way. So I'm breeding like crazy for Reno, hoping to have a really good showing there. When you breed and you prepare for a convention, do you find that older juniors in Dutch do better than than younger juniors? You know, it kind of depends on the bloodline. Um, mine tend to be a little bit later bloomers. Um, I I do not have pretty babies. <laughs> you know, yeah. People post pictures like these cute little 10 week olds with these little round heads. Mine look weaselly at that age. Um, but mine tend to kind of hit their stride around four months. Um, I've actually done fairly well with four to four and a half month olds at national shows, and then they will carry that through, you know, eight, nine, 10, um, 11 months sometimes. And by that time, you know, if they're a doe, they're usually bred. And if they're a buck, um, they may be coming to the end of their show prime. Um, but mine tend to do best as young seniors or older juniors. And what about the, the max weight? Do juniors have a maximum weight in Dutch? They don't know. So, which it has got to be helpful when you get close to a six month old junior that, you know, in some breeds, once they get to that point, they're basically senior weight. So you don't even have to worry about that. No, not at all. And and actually you don't see too many Dutch that approach that maximum of five and a half pounds anyway. I would say most of them are around four to four and a half. Yeah, that's got to be helpful. I raise dwarfs and when they get close to five months, they are right at two pounds, if not a little bit more. And Sometimes you end up going to convention with these expected juniors that are just young, small seniors, and it's very frustrating. Yeah, because it's hard to compete with rabbits that have, you know, an extra several months or even years of development. Yeah, I'm envious of those breeds that uh, that don't have max junior weights, but I also get it because we've got a small breed and 
their weight matters. It doesn't really matter in terms of points, but they've got to be small. So two pounds it is, and as frustrating it is, it makes dwarfs one of the most challenging breeds to to get ready for a, a big show. Well, I'm envious of breeds that, you know, don't look beautiful and promising in the nest box until they're three weeks old and you see that spot in their eye. So I guess uh, we all have our cross <laughs> to bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. So uh, you and I have both been uh, pretty busy out there. I, gosh, I flew, I think, three weekends in a row after West Coast Classic, going to shows all over the country and a lot of national shows. Uh, I did the Californian Youth National Show in Texas, and then I was at the Dwarf National Show doing the youth last weekend, some of those big shows, and they were a lot of fun. Uh, where have you been judging? Well, my first national show this year was at West Coast Classic. I was very honored to judge the very first Dwarf Papillon national show, which was really cool and fun. And, you know, as much as you, by the time you've judged, you know, 22 years, you've kind of got the hang of it. I was surprised that I was kind of nervous. Well, that's a, it's a new frontier. I mean, I, I would be nervous too. I'd be like, Gosh, uh, you know, we're all still trying to figure out that breed. Even even here where I am, where the breed had got its start in the U.S., you know, we're all still trying to learn about them. So, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, and was it fun? It was. It was really fun. You know, I got the first couple of classes done and started to feel pretty confident that I knew, you know, how to evaluate a rabbit and, you know, how it might place in the class when I first pulled it out. I mean, because that's one of the things that, that I think um, you have to learn when you judge. Um, you know, when you have big classes or when it's a breed that maybe you or nobody is really that familiar with judging, um, when you pull out a rabbit, you try to, you know, say, okay, you know, this is a top of the class, middle of the class, bottom of the class rabbit. But until you've had some experience, it's kind of hard to get that, you know, in your head. So once you go through a couple of classes, you kind of find out what the typical quality range looks like. And then you get a little bit more confident about placing those rabbits. Yeah, you do sort of gauge and create a template in your mind as you go through those first classes. It's uh, it's it's great when you find that one right that that sort of sets the bar for the for what you're looking for. It's it's always interesting to go through a lot of classes and varieties and then kind of go uh, yeah, yeah. and then and then find one as like one of the last rabbits you touch. And I think that happened to you. Yes, when I judged the Fuzzy Lop National in 2019, the very last rabbit I touched was that Broken Junior Doe of Linda Hibberts that ended up winning best of breed and then best in show at the ARBA convention that fall. What's interesting for you judging the dwarf papillons is actually you've got more experience with the breed than probably most judges as the standards chair. So how was it for you to evaluate the breed after you've watched the breed progress and then become a, a, a recognized breed? You must have had a bit of pride in your, in your work. I did. Well. Yeah. Um, there were some rabbits there on the table that had ear numbers I recognized because we do all keep detailed notes and records. And, you know, I, of course, have to keep all of the records. So I, you know, pulled out the blue senior doe and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the one we really liked out of the 2020 presentation. <laughs> um, and the, I think the first thing I learned, and, and Randy said this too, is the breed is very similar to Holland Lops in their posing, their temperament, and just their longevity as a show rabbit. Um, so the buck that was best opposite was Chocolate Buck. Um, his tattoo was Narcos. He'd been a presentation rabbit. Um, he still looked great. Um, you know, I think like Holland's, you know, it's a breed that you want a lot of mass to the head. So that develops as the rabbits grow older. Um, my first place Black Junior Buck was a rabbit that was young, but, you know, very well structured just didn't quite have a coat. Um, and of course the black junior doe was the best of breed winner. And that was one, you know, I instantly pulled that rabbit out and I thought, okay, yeah, this is, it's going to take really something to beat this one. Um, I really like that doe. 
So yeah, it was, it was fun to just watch the progress of the breed. And it's fun to watch people get really excited about that breed because when we work on these projects and we see people work on these projects, you know, you just hope someone, you know, gets interested that people catch on that these go places and the gene pool expands and the interest expands and that all of that time, effort and money um, really goes to a project that sustains itself and, and at a good clip for years and decades to come. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see a lot, uh, a lot to come with that breed as it develops, or certainly, as you said, a lot of interest. You know, we had breeders that drove uh, really far to come to West Coast Classic to the Dwarf Papillon Show. Uh, you know, Josh he drove out to show his rabbits, and um, I think there's going to be increasing interest as new varieties come to the table, and you're certainly going to see those coming up later this year in Reno and for conventions to come. That we are. There were um, full exhibitions of the tort and try projects for people to look at. And, you know, that's going to go to the club in a ballot and they're going to vote to bring lilacs in this year. Um, so we could have a fourth variety by December and then um, the torts and tries to start presentations in 23. That's cool stuff. Well, speaking of national shows, we decided to dedicate this episode to national shows. And as you and I travel throughout uh, the country this spring and and beyond, we get a lot of questions from our listeners, and they they constantly are giving us great feedback. And one of the questions that we have both received this spring was, you know, what are national shows and and are they important to attend? So we're going to dedicate this one to national shows and maybe fill in some of those questions that we've been asked throughout the spring to help our listeners figure out what national breed shows are and how they differ from KVs, from rabbits, and what they look like compared to the uh, convention. So the first question we have, and I'm going to let you take with this one, Bryony, is what is a national breed show and how does it differ from the ARBA convention? Well, that's a good one. And that's something I think um, a lot of us have found ourselves explaining maybe to our bosses when we take leave from work. Um, <laughs> ARBA convention is, of course, the single show that is the national show for all breeds in the fall. And national breed shows typically take place in the spring. Um, and that can be, I mean, I've seen them take place anywhere from February to June. And that's just the um, the kind of beginning of the year show um, for that breed. Sometimes they are standalone events. Sometimes they are events that take place with all breed shows or a cluster of national specialty shows. Um, and, you know, sometimes they have one show. Sometimes they have additional specialty shows after the official national show or all breed shows after that. But it really is that opportunity to, in the early part of the year, compete with, you know, the best breeders in the country. So you get to do it twice a year as opposed to once. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's a different time of year to look at rabbits too. So, uh, you know, we just got done talking about juniors for national breed shows. It's sometimes where convention seniors get looked at first as juniors. So it's a great way for breeders to kind of gauge their entry for the rest of the year, including the big show, which of course is the Airbnb convention for all breeds. It is. And it's also a great time to pick up breeding stock um, to maybe fill in some of those areas that you need to improve as you are planning your breedings for ARBA convention. I know that senior does are always a hot commodity at breed national shows so people can take them right home and breed them. That's a good point. I never thought about that, but that is a, that is a, a timely spot to pick up some rabbits that will help you to get your convention ready, your convention entry ready for later that year. So it makes a lot of sense. And those babies will be uh, prime age for, you know, six month or, you know, maybe five to six month old juniors or almost six months old. That they will. 
So um, we talk a lot about rabbits, but do cavies have a national show? Yes, they do. And and they do something a little different. They The cavy breeders, ACBA, they don't call it their national show. They call it their specialty show. And it often confuses me, or it used to confuse me when I would hear cavy breeders talk about specialty. They call it we call convention convention, right? We don't even, we don't even use the, right? They, the KV breeders call it specialty and it is their national KV show, but they just happen to call it something different. And like rabbits, their national specialty is in a different location every year. So in the springtime, in the same kind of timeline, we would see rabbit national shows. So you'll March, April, May. And it's like I said, a different place every, every, every year. And unlike Rabbit nationals, the KV breeders function as, you know, 13 breeds. So you won't find the Peruvian national show in Texas and the Coronet national show in Florida. You're going to find all KV breeds represented at their specialty show, their national show in the springtime. That's one little difference that all breeds of KVs compete at their national known as a specialty. And it's a big event. In fact, uh, I've talked to a lot of KV breeders over the years that say that their specialty show in the spring is oftentimes bigger in numbers than what they will see later that year at the national convention. So it's a very prestigious show. And I believe in some eyes of KV breeders, the specialty is considered a more prestigious show than winning convention, which is, is odd for us as rabbit people to think about. But for KV breeders, it's a really special show. And this year they had their specialty in Texas. And I heard they had really good numbers and people came from all over the country to compete there. And hats off to my very good friend, Kathy Groves, who won best in show at the, at the specialty show with her uh, Black American senior sow this year. Um, so uh, that's how KVs function. They're a little different, but in meaning, the show has the same same weight and, and value that, that our national breed shows do for rabbits. And uh, I would like to mention there are a few breeds of rabbits that hold conjunction national specialty shows and choose a best in show from them. Um, the ones that have a combined specialty club. So that would be the French and English Lops. They have the Lop National Show. And a best in show is chosen from the English and the French best of breed winners. And it's the same for the Satins at their National All Satin Show or NAS. The um, Satin and Mini Satin best of breed winners compete for a best in show there as well. Um, a lot of prestige still belongs to the best of breed, you know, because a lot of people focus on one. Um, but those um, breeds kind of uniquely always hold their national shows together as they are covered by one national specialty club. That's correct. And the Angoras do the same thing. And they, and they, and they pick what would be called like a best in show of their national show, right? Yes, they do. So how are national shows decided in terms of their locations? That was a question asked to us, Bryony. Um, again, there's some variance there. Um, there are some breeds, larger breeds with enough numbers maybe to um, secure a facility on their own or in conjunction with some other breeds. There is sometimes a bidding process. I know this is how it works with the American Dutch Rabbit Club. Interested local Dutch clubs will submit a bid to the national club um, and then, you know, compete sometimes against another group for the opportunity to hold that show. Um other clubs, sometimes smaller clubs, are, you know, contacted themselves by organizers of large regional shows. I know in Kansas, there's a group called the Central Regional Rabbit Club, and they reach out and offer to host national shows for um, certain breeds. And oftentimes that is, you know, going to be three or four national shows that are going on in one building at one time. Um, so it kind of differs from club to club. Um, some, you know, like I said, some larger breeds, they can do it on their own if they want to. 
some smaller breeds, you know, kind of need the assistance and backing of either a group of clubs or an all breed club to kind of make that show happen because their numbers um, alone maybe don't warrant the ability to rent out a facility without astronomical entry fees. Yeah, and that's really worked for us out here on the West Coast, too, with West Coast Classic, that we've got a great venue. It's big. Our our CRCS, our local club, owns cooping, which are you know the permanent, not permanent, but semi-permanent cages that can be set up and collapsed so that the rabbits that are in those national breed shows are cooped throughout the weekend, sort of like a convention. So it's, it gives it a little extra special kind of uh, you know a finesse to the show and, and makes it more special for those breeders. Um, and, you know, to go and collect into collaboration with a big regional show like West Coast Classic, Ohio State, or as you mentioned, the, the group there in Kansas, it's those small breeds that maybe in numbers can't afford to have a venue of their own. And it makes it makes it a special show for those those rarer breeds. Uh, I was in Texas two weeks ago judging the Youth Cal show, and there were a number of national shows there as well, including the Blanc de Hoto show. And they got a lot of prestige and, and Paula Courtney down there in Texas. She's done such a great job with that breed. And they were highlighted and and gosh, got so much interest from from people that were, you know, at the show with another breed. It was it was a very cool event. And there weren't very many of them, but uh, the breed got the showcase that they certainly deserved. Yeah, that's really special. And you like to see every breed have that prestige and maybe, you know, event that's going to draw people to come to a show that maybe there's not a huge number as they're not with Otos. But, you know, if there's a prestigious show there, then it makes it, you know, more of an event, more of a place to be. Um, a lot of this kind of depends on just the breed and the breed club's culture as well. Um, those vary, you know, widely. Um, I, of course, grew up showing Dutch, the American Dutch Rabbit Club has their national Dutch show. There is a set format and it is Dutch only. There is one show on Saturday. That is that. There is no specialty afterward. It is never in conjunction with an all breed show. And the last question we have from our listeners regarding national shows is, why might a breeder be interested in attending a national breed show? And if they had a choice at one big show a year, would it be to attend the National Breed Show for their breed or the ARBA convention? And it's a great question. And, and Brian and I, I, we both, we, <clears throat> we we do both if we can and, and so much more. For me, it's the convention. And I, I think, Brian, you would agree, too, that uh, we would never miss the ARBA convention because we have so many commitments and it, it is like our big family reunion. But um, when I think about this question, I, I often have to think about like, you know, the layout of the room. And when I think about an ARBA convention and I imagine like the judging day and you just have tables upon tables upon tables lined up with numerous breeds being judged at the same time. And, and it's just a swarm of people and rabbits and there's really no delineation between each breed. But when I think about a national breed show, I think about like when I was judging the dwarf national last weekend and I looked out onto the the audience of exhibitors and they were all dwarf breed people. So um, with, with that, there comes a certain, you know, sense of community, I think at a national breed show versus a convention. And that may happen whether the national breed show is hosting their show in conjunction with an all breed show or other nationals, or maybe like the Dutch, they're a, a standalone national show. So I think that lends itself to an opportunity to, to learn more and to maybe interact more at these breed nationals versus the convention. 
Um, oftentimes at national breed shows, you will find judges in the audience that aren't judging because they're showing. It's their national show, and it's a great opportunity to sort of pick their brains as well as the minds and the and the, the genius of those top breeders as well. And it's, it's it tends to be a little more relaxed, and there there are more opportunities to to talk rabbits and to learn more about your breed and ask those questions that you're that you have in your mind as you're in your own barn throughout the year. It's it's that chance and that time to do so. And I'm not saying that convention is not a place to do that, but it seems like there's there's a better opportunity to to do that and to interact at those national breed shows. Um, you know, we often think about our schedules. I mean, convention is a is a week long event. I mean, it's you know five days while we're there, but if you're traveling to and from, it can be a week or longer. So a national breed show will just be over, say, a weekend of Saturday and Sunday, and then you have some travel days. So if your work schedule or your school schedule is tight, maybe the national breed show is is more sort of your better opportunity to, to get out to a big show because it's less of a time commitment than the convention, which is a long uh, event. And even at convention, as long as it is, we're always like, gosh, I wish there was like two more days for this because there's just so much more I could have done. And there are people that you never even get to see because there's just so much going on. And I suppose also with this question about whether you would choose one big show a year, if it was convention or a national breed show, you have to think about your own goals and maybe the goals of your family. Um, if you're showing more than one breed, then a national breed show is probably not going to be your option if your kids or you and your spouse or other members of your family and your your kind of your unit are showing multiple breeds because at a national breed show you're probably just going to find one main opportunity to show off one breed. And if your kids or if you are involved in the youth contests for the ARBA, the convention is going to be your opportunity. Some breed clubs have youth contests as well, like the National uh, Netherland Dwarf Club. They have a youth contest for the kids, but it's geared just towards the Netherland Dwarf. So if all breeds and all breed youth contests are your game, then the National Convention will probably be more more your style. And we love banquets. Brian and I both love going to banquets. <laughs> and uh, whether it's a convention or a national breed show there often are banquets breed specific that follow you know the major judging events um and they're both similar in format but i still feel like uh, maybe at a national breed show there's a little more time to get ready and a little less chaos uh, you know as judging concludes to get over to the banquet room and kind of let your hair down dress up and, and be with your friends and to visit with those top breeders and judges of your breed can you know compared to maybe a convention and then also, too, at conventions, we're often at banquets, and then the next morning we have to pack up and get ready to go. And it's, you know, anyone that's left a convention knows the chaos and the, the swarm of people getting ready to get out of there. And it's it's madness for an hour or two on the morning uh, after a banquet. But at a National Breed Show, if you're leaving on a Sunday after a banquet on a Saturday, there's less of that chaos. In fact, there's often some judging going on on Sunday, too. So it's less stressed and, and, and hubbub to get out the door. So that makes a Saturday evening at a banquet at a National Breed Show yeah, a little a little more doable, let's just say that. And to stay out later with your friends and to continue talking rabbits and, and cavies or whatever, whatever your interest may be. Uh, we want to remind everyone that you can actually find out more about your breed's national show and when it is, when the next one is. Oftentimes, these are decided several years out by visiting your breed club's national website. And links to each national breed club website can be found by visiting 
ARBA.net slash recognized dash breeds. Again, ARBA.net slash recognized dash breeds to find out websites dedicated to your specific breed and find out more information about upcoming national shows for your breed. We'd like to thank KW Cages for sponsoring this podcast episode. KW Cages is the industry leader with the most advanced and innovative design. Right now, if you place an order with KW Cages through their online store, you can save $10 on your purchase of $75 or more by using the promo code THERABITRY. Again, THERABITRY will get you $10 off on your orders at kwcages.com on orders of $75 or more. So visit kwcages.com and check out their vast selection of rabbit and KV cages, carriers, and supplies for all of your needs. One last reminder, the Rabbitry on Facebook will continue to serve as the hub for the Best in Show podcast. If you're not already doing so, please find the Rabbitry on Facebook, like and follow it and share it with your friends. It includes links to all previous or current episodes of the Best in Show podcast, which are archived forever and ever. So if you haven't checked out the almost 40 episodes of the Best in Show podcast, links to each and every one of those are on the Rabbitry page on Facebook. It doesn't matter whether you're using an Android or an iPhone, you can find Best in Show podcasts on four different podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or Audible. We are on it. doesn't matter what device you have or if you're using your computer. You can find us, the Best in Show podcast, on all of those platforms. And as always, Brian and I love your five-star ratings and your comments. So whichever platform you do listen to us, please like us, follow us, and drop those comments. In fact, by liking the Best in Show podcast on whichever platform it is, it actually helps us to gain some scope and popularity amongst other people that might be looking for us. So the more likes and comments we have, the better uh, scope and reach we'll have with future listeners. And uh, that helps the entire industry, whether it's rabbits or cavies, as a whole. And if you'd like to reach us privately, you can send us an email with your suggestions for upcoming episodes and maybe even some guests too. Email Brian and I at podcastbestinshow at gmail.com. Again, podcastbestinshow at gmail.com to send us your suggestions and future episodes. Thanks again to all of our listeners, as always, and to our sponsor, KW Cages. And as always, talk rabbits and talk KBs. While this podcast would not be possible without the American Rabbit Breeders Association, it does not constitute an official communication of the association. The information, viewpoints, and opinions expressed herein are those of the hosts and our guests and are not endorsed by the ARBA. To learn more about the ARBA, please visit www.arba.net.